Hi everyone, welcome to Brand Boutique Elite. My name is Farhana Cannon, founder of iMedia Exposure. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast, Brand Boutique Elite, on your preferred podcast um, platform. Brand Boutique Elite goes over all tips to make your brand grow to the next level. We are always bringing in amazing guests that are going to really show and, and teach you how to take their practical tips and incorporate them into your business. Today, we have a very special guest. We have Amira Alvarez. She is the CEO and founder of The Unstoppable Woman. The Unstoppable Woman is a global coaching company helping entrepreneurs, empire builders, and rising stars in all fields achieve their dreams and goals in record time. As someone who has made a quantum leap, going from barely six figures to making 700K in one year, then on to seven figures, and has lived to tell about it, she knows exactly what tactical strategies and mindset shifts are required to get out of your own way. Live life on your own terms and master the art of achieving any goal you set your mind to. I'm sure all of you listening right now know that that is super important. There are definitely strategies and tactics for you to be able to grow your brand, grow your business, and live life the way you want. She uses these strategies to help her high-achieving clients go from their I'm possible dreams and achieve them in record time. Whether reaching that million-dollar mark, building a business out there, making in the arts, entertainment, or sports. Amira is proud to have helped thousands of women and a, and a goodly number of men too. Confidently break free of limitations and be unstoppable in pursuit of a life they're proud to have lived. When she's not helping others, she's continuing to say yes to her own growth and stays 100% committed to being unstoppable in her life and business. Amira has served individuals in a wide range of industries, including real estate, business consulting, the arts, coaching, law, medicine, and corporate leaders. Thank you so much for being on here today, Amira. I'm super excited to be here and to talk to you and your whole audience about this very important topic, at least to me, which is making an income breakthrough and having the freedom that comes from that. So what does making an income breakthrough mean? And what are some of the things that hold people back? Because if I ask any of my clients, they want more sales. And if I ask anyone, of course, they want more income coming in. So what is, you know, how, what is holding people back? And how do people kind of move on and work through that? So first to answer the question, what is an income breakthrough? So it is really breaking through an invisible barrier that you have in terms of how much you are currently able to receive income that you can make. Okay. Revenue, cash in the door, whatever you want to call that money. Okay. And people have a set point about how much they can make right now. They might have a bigger goal. They might be saying, I want more, but they have a set point and they're making incremental progress. They're not doing a massive quantum leap in terms of a breakthrough. They, they just keep kind of incrementally making some progress, but not really having that breakthrough that they want. And the, the thing that's stopping them is 
is not their intelligence, not their knowledge set, not their sense of being a good person in this world or having a good product or service or impact or you know wanting to do more and be of more service. It is their inside game, their internal self-image, how they see themselves and what's possible for them. And this is something that people get initially from a sort of intellectual perspective, like, oh yeah, I have to see myself as worthy of more in, in, in order to become more and do more. But they don't, they don't see the ways that this old self-image that was built when they were very, very young is limiting them in their day-to-day decision-making pro- process, how they're actually showing up in their business on the daily. They just think they're making good decisions or they're just, or, or business is hard or this is frustrating or of course it's hard to get clients when it really isn't, okay? It's actually very easy, but their old self-image is one of, you know, struggle, um, challenges, it has to be hard, it can't be easy, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, I definitely see that. I was having a conversation with one of my friends that's highly successful. He owns some condos and he came from a family that, you know, were probably lower middle class, you know, they were making just enough to get by. And he's and I was like, you know what? He's like, Well, I got offered a hundred thousand dollars more with this job offer and I was like okay awesome go for it he's like yeah I know they really like me but I don't know if I want to leave the company or and all of this stuff and I was like listen like you do what's best for you and your career and you grow like you deserve that you've been working so hard and you're really good at what you do and so like that conversation was just so interesting and it's exactly kind of what you're pointing at right now Absolutely. Such a great example because he's looking at this as, uh, you know, he probably has some, some subconscious beliefs that are saying loyalty above all else. Okay. He's probably saying, thinking like risk is too much. Like you don't want to take too much risk. That's dangerous. Like going to a new company, you know, you don't know what's going to happen. There is no, no certainty there. What if I make a mistake? right? Is something bad going to happen? And these are the, this, these are all the things that are in our subconscious belief structure and that build our self image that teach, that tell us exactly how to interpret all these outside events and opportunities that come to us. And we, we limit ourselves because of that. Yeah. What are some of the other things that you see people come to you and they're like, you know, Amir, help me. I want to get to that next level. I want to have, you know, produce more. What are some of the other things that hold people back? So, well, understanding the universal laws. So I teach both the business strategy and the tactics. This is what you have to do to to the brass tacks action that you have to take to actually scale. Because there's only three ways to make more money in business. Okay. Want me to tell you what those are? Because it was like, okay, it's you either raise your prices, sell more widgets, right? Sell more products or services, quantity, or add a new channel of income. Increasing your revenue comes down to one of those three things. Look at your business. And every time you've made more money, you've done one of those three things. Now you're in the marketing business. So you're helping people get exposure so that they can sell more of what they already sell. Then they have to decide, do they raise their prices or do they add a new channel of income? Okay. If they add something more, sometimes it's just quantity, but at some point 
quantity doesn't work, right? There's only so many, if you're in a service-based business, you have to leverage in some way, okay? Because doing it the way you're doing it won't scale after a certain point, okay? There's only a certain number of hours in the day. So making more money in business is mathematically easy. It is not complicated. It's not difficult. I don't care if you're Beyonce or Richard Branson, like they're working within this rubric, okay? It, it falls within this rubric. So then you have to think, why am I not doing one of these three things? Were you going to say something? Yeah. So, I mean, that is so perfect. You know, people think that, oh yeah, I have this business concept and it's like, what are your products and services? And then how are you going to scale that? And that's so important. So when we're working to do their marketing, yes, we are getting more brand exposure to get more of that quantity. But then we also look at those different aspects. Okay, so we have this quantity. If you are a service-based business, there is a capacity that you can provide a service. And then you have to look to scale that. And so we're always working with clients. Okay, so these are your core products. We need to incorporate some more products into that mix, whether it be virtual products or you know, a course or something that is not requiring you to exert so much time. You're providing a service, but at a limited amount of time that you're giving to that. So we always look at upsells and downsells. So yes, of course, we want to grow that quantity with their marketing, then expand their product mix with upsells and downsells. And then pricing, you know, that depends upon like, you know, what the client's comfortable with. I like to increase, like to do different levels in their sales and marketing funnel of pricing. So I, I love that you shared that because that's exactly what we do to like, we support the marketing of that and help them with like that product mix. One of the other things that I think really good marketing does is help communicate the value of what you do and your level of expertise. Because the law of compensation says you'll be compensated according to the need for what you do, your ability to do it, and the difficulty in replacing you. So is there a need? Is there a big need or a small need? You can have a small need to a lot of people. My, my example of this is Q-tips, right? It's a small need, it's not a big need. It's not rocket science, it's not neurosurgery, right? It's a small need, you're cleaning your, your little ear, right? Little tiny Q-tip or bobby pin, right? Or something like that. It's a small, small need, but a lot of people need it. That's quantity. Okay. That's, that's their model. Okay. So is, is, is there a need that you're solving? Okay. Sometimes it's small, sometimes it's large. How big is it for, for you and your industry? How, what's your level of your, your ability to do that? So the Q-tip has been refined and is perfect now. Okay. And there's probably not a lot of innovation around that. However, in a service-based business, you need to up your skill set. You need to be better your best. You need to become more expert at what you do. You'll get paid more for your ability to do something, to solve that problem. How quickly can you solve that problem? I solve the problems of my clients very quickly. Therefore, they pay me the big bucks. It's not a dollars per hours thing, right? It's like, how quickly do you want to go from here to here? I'll get you there. Okay. Like I was just working with I have clients at all levels. This, this example is someone who's a lawyer. She was making roughly $50,000 a month. And she went in two months from making 50 K a month to making 135 K a month and has consistently kept that up month over month. 
Okay. It's increasing also. That's a quantum leap. That is an income breakthrough. Okay. Clients at the, I'm just starting off level, right? From zero to making $5,000 in four months. Like that is a quantum leap at that level or an income breakthrough at that level. Okay. That's, that's knowing how to help people at a high level. Okay. Being an expert. Okay. Then the third piece is the difficulty in replacing someone, you. Okay. So if we're talking about you, difficulty in replacing you. If you're talking about me, difficulty in replacing me. Okay. I know my worth and I know my unique value in this world. Mm -hmm. And I own that. That's self-ownership. Okay. And I communicate that. Now, a good marketing person will help you communicate your unique value in this world so that you're irreplaceable to people. So people say, I want to work with you. I don't want to work with anyone else. I want to work with you. And if you can dial in all three aspects of the law of compensation, you will make so much more money than you've ever imagined possible and faster than you ever imagined possible also. Yeah, I love that you emphasize that like expert pointer because people, when we're doing social media, they're like, oh yeah, I'm posting on social media. And it's like, well, you really need to position yourself as that expert, you know, not just doing sales, but also showcasing, you know, your skill set, your backgrounds, all of that. And then the quality of the content. People make decisions about if they're going to do business with you or if they're going to continue to read within five seconds. So if somebody goes to a website and you aren't positioned as that expert and it does not look professional, you have five seconds for them to decide to read more or to stay or to like leave the page. And so I love that you're sharing this expert positioning because it's true. We wouldn't buy products, even if it's a dress, you know, a cheap price dress. I'm like, oh, that's cute. But I'll go and look at their social media. I will look to see if it looks legit. If it, you know, am I going to get this item if I purchase it? So when you're, you know, working as a service, there is this further investigation that people do. And you want to be able to position yourself as that expert and have all that information right there. 100%. You need to position yourself as an expert and you actually need to be an expert because here's the other thing. If you're just putting it out like on the surface, like let's make some pretty pictures and pop it up there. People can read through it and it's not going to last. You actually have to be the expert that you're claiming to be. And I see this so often, social media, behind the scenes, brick and mortar, whatever. It, it doesn't matter the, the arena, but there is this um, idea that if you just say that you're great, that you are great, and you actually have to back it up with, with experience. Now you can get that experience very quickly. You don't have to spend 20 years doing that. Okay. We all love to achieve our goals faster. So let's do that. Right. It feels better to have some momentum and, you know, air under your wings, but you know, be the expert by, by being the expert. Don't be the expert by just putting yourself out there and, and claiming something that you're not. Okay. Yeah, for sure. It's definitely, you know, when you're positioning yourself as expert, you're sharing like, you know, your stories, the things that the experience that you've had, your testimonials, the work that you've done for clients, your expert tips, um, the, all of that kind of stuff. And I see it all of the time too. Somebody's like, oh yeah, I'm an expert in this. And it's like, okay, well you 
didn't really do anything for anybody or you know I had somebody say to me oh yeah I'm gonna teach um and I'm gonna help entertainers become famous I'm like okay so do you have uh, any musical industry background no we know a DJ I'm like oh okay I, I don't necessarily know that that's gonna cut it but I love the initiative. I love the idea, right? I love the desire, but you do need to back it up with doing the work. That's, that's the thing. Dream big. Desire is huge. It's the spark. Desire is causative. It's the spark that puts everything into motion. You have to have a goal. You have to want something. Okay. And many people don't want because they've been told wanting things makes you greedy or bad or ungrateful, which is not true. You, you can be grateful and want more as well. Okay. But the, the challenge is, are you doing the work? When I went from 138 to 700 K in one year, and then, you know, we've crossed the seven figure mark and you know, the company keeps growing we keep helping more people, but I had to do the work to get to that level. I had to, I had to move through the, what I call the terror barriers, the things that um, make you afraid to move forward, but you still have to move forward because your result is on the other side of taking that action. And it's your self-image says, no, that's not me. Charging that much money is not me. Having sales conversations is not me. Um, putting myself out there and being visible is not me. All these things that scare people in business, even if they don't think that they're scared, if you're not getting the result that you want, you're not taking the actions that you need to take in your business. So something's stopping you. You have to learn how to be unstoppable, right? You have to move through those invisible barriers. When you do that, you raise your self-worth. Okay. You, you raise your knowledge and you raise your ability to be the expert in your field. If you don't take those actions, you don't break through, then, then you don't have the right to claim yourself as an expert. You're, you're staying at the same level. So when somebody is, I think that all entrepreneurs, we have like days that it's, I don't, I don't know if I have those days where it's like, what am I doing? But in the very beginning I did and then in like 10 years ago but like now some days it's like okay I'm so stressed out I have so much to do I need to do this next thing but I have to manage all of these other things and so I think there's like some sort of like mental fatigue that kind of stops me a bit in getting to the other task so what are some exercises for people that are at that beginning stage where they might have some self-doubt or that like they're further along where it's like that a little bit of that overwhelm stage, what are some mindset exercises to kind of get over that, all of the negative-ish feelings and move on? Okay, so there's two things that I wanna share with you. One, and my mentor shared this with me and I, you know, it, it was a breakthrough moment for me. Seems simple, but it's not, it's this move towards the resistance. The thing that you're resisting doing that you have all the doubt about, do that, move towards it. Do not delay. Do that as quickly as you possibly can. Okay. This is so important. So I do the hard things first. I do the hard things. I, I just go and I do them. And sometimes you make mistakes, 
But generally speaking, you'll break through that that terror barrier, which in the case that you're you're sharing comes in the form of self-doubt, okay, or overwhelm. Okay. Do the thing because your energy is being sapped and sucked up by the self-doubt and the overwhelm. Like, oh, I have so much to do. Oh, I have so much to do. If you just do the thing, you won't be cycling around it. Okay. So that's that's number one. Number two is very tactical. Know your needle moving actions. Know exactly what's going to move the needle in your business and do those first every single day. When you're first in business, this is sales. When you're in the second phase of your business, this is sales. When you're in the third phase of your business, this is sales. When you're in the fourth phase of your business, this is sales. Sort of as you keep going, you might hire a salesperson and they can take over some of that. But fundamentally, the thing that's going to move the needle in your business is doing sales. Okay. And most people run screaming from the room. Like, I don't want to be pushy. I don't want to be salesy. I don't want to, um, you know, bother people. There's all this story around it and you have to fall in love with helping people. And then you'll fall in love with sales. Now there's a lot of mindset work, uh, on the other side of that too, but fundamentally though, that's the needle moving work. Yeah. And I love that. And so part of the sales is to set up those appointments, start building those relationships, you know, showcasing your products and services, having those sales page, all of those elements. Like people think, oh, we're just gonna do social media and we're gonna get sales. And it's like, no, this is a way for you to get exposure, let people know about you, let people want to go into your funnels or book those appointments to like get to know you or have those discovery calls. But then, you have to do the sales and then the sales is in the follow-up and continuing on like that question for you. So somebody has a sales call and the person's like, you know, that sounds great. Let me think about it. What are your strategies next? Yeah. So one, there's, there's setting up the whole conversation before you get to that place. That's super important. Okay. Because when you, you shouldn't, get to that question though it still comes up once once you're there then you have to ask them it's very simple and and tone of voice is very important because if you say this with the wrong tone of voice it it's going to be uh, uh too confronting okay but so so tell me what is it that you need to think about they will tell you okay now if you say that in a confrontational tone of voice. So what do you need to think about? Like, I, I, you're going to get the big middle finger from that. Okay. But if you ask in a curiosity based voice in a voice based on we're on the same side. So, so tell me for Hana, you know, when, when you're going away and you're going to think about this, what do you need to think about? What are, what are the things that are coming up for you right now that you want to consider? And they will tell you it's either money, it's time, is this the right thing? Is it, do you trust me? Do you trust yourself to do the work? There's a, there's a handful of things that, that come up for people that you'll get good at responding to. If you actually ask that next question, most people are afraid to ask that question because they, they have been taught to avoid quote unquote confrontation. Okay. But if you think of sales as service and someone is scared to invest in working with you because it's the biggest investment that they've made, or they don't know if they're going to stay committed because they haven't been committed in the past, or they're afraid to just spend money habitually. 
right? They, they, there's something going on, but they really need your service because you're going to help them break through, right? You're going to help them solve their problem, asking them gently, compassionately on the same side, a question like that. And there are many questions like that, but a question like that will help them get clarity. And then you have to follow it up with a, a conversation. But most people are afraid that they're going to be too confrontational to do that. So they, they blank out in the moment and then the person goes and thinks about it, but I need to think about it is, is usually a cover for, I'm too scared to make a decision. Um, I don't think you can help me. I don't have the money and I don't want to tell you that, right? There's, I don't have the time. There's all sorts of reasons. It, it's fine if they're a no, but if they're a yes with an excuse, you're not doing them a, a service by letting them just politely check out on themselves. It's not checking out on you. Okay. That's another shift that you have to remember in a sales conversation. It's not check, you know, if someone says I have to think about it and, and goes off and um, doesn't think about it, right. Uses that as a, a, a excuse to just check out on themselves. It's not hurting me. Okay. This is a, you got to understand that it's not hurting me. It's hurting them. That's how I see it. Okay. And that takes you out of a scarcity mentality as a business person. You no longer need that sale. You're not going after that sale in a graspy, greedy, um, I, I'm desperate for you kind of way. You're, you're having that conversation in an of service way. I want you to get to the best decision you can in that moment. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. That makes sense. I think a lot of us, when we get that no, we're like, oh, no, they don't want to work with me or they don't like me or something like that. But in reality, you know, when I've asked further, people are really unsure about, you know, their finances or, um, you know, they want to talk it over with somebody else because they think it's a good idea, but they don't know. How, what are some ways to represent or, or speak about the products and services that you have to offer in that initial call with somebody? Um, do you have any tips for that? Well, I teach a whole way of doing sales. So it's not like it, you can't pull one little thing out and be like masterful at, at having a great conversation. But fundamentally, you do really need to find out what's important to the person. Okay. What do they really want? Don't make the assumption just because they're talking to you that they know what they actually want. Okay. They, people, you have to really listen and figure out what do people really want? And why is that important to them? And then you have to find out what's actually stopping them. And what is at stake for them if they, if they don't solve for that problem? If you can get to those two things on not just a logical level, but on an emotional level, you'll, you'll make a sale. Yeah, I love that. In our um, discovery calls, we have a questionnaire before they even get on the call and it's kind of like check the boxes of the kinds of things that you're interested in and then what are your top three goals for this year and then we go into like what are your goals what are the actions that you're doing to get that and then i give them my tips of like okay these are the actions that i think that would help you get to those goals and that seems to help and kind of um i do a presentation where it's like okay this is a video, a visual presentation of these are the steps that it would take to get to those goals, and this is what we do. And I find that that's really helpful. But I love that you know you said it. So I'm like, yes, check, 
Yeah. Got going. <laughs> yeah. It's I think it's important to ask people ahead of time because it gives them clarity, but then to ask them in the moment as well is really important because so many people put off their desires, right? We we like I said earlier, we've been taught not to want. Okay. You know, when you were a child, you asked your parents for something. For me, it was like I wanted the new pair of tennis shoes or I wanted the pretty dress. And it was like, no, you, we don't buy brand name shoes, right? We don't buy expensive clothes. And I took that to mean I wasn't worth it and that it wasn't okay to ask for what you want. So then how does that, and many people have had this experience, you know, for whatever reason, either their parents didn't have enough money or it was a habitual response, whatever it may have been. In that moment, they learned that it's not okay to ask for what you want. So then they, they and desire is causative. Desire is what like draws you forward into taking action. So if if someone doesn't really know what they want in that conversation with you, even if they check those boxes before, they won't say yes or be harder. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So tell us a little bit. I love all these great tips. Mm -hmm. So I hope that anybody listening goes back and takes some notes down because there was some nuggets of gold there that would definitely take your brand to the next level. But tell us, how did you get started and create Unstoppable Woman? And you know, what was your story on like being like, this is what I want to do. This is my um, magic superpower and I want to mm -hmm. help other people. So initially I started my own business, different field. And I had to learn how to run a business. Like I didn't know how to run a business. And I took all sorts of courses and classes and kind of got up to speed. And I got pretty good um, revenue generation in that, that previous business. And people started asking me, how are you doing this? And I started naturally teaching them. And I found that I had an aptitude for it and that I loved it. So I ended up moving across the country and I had to decide whether I was going to open my brick and mortar business again, or, you know, start something different. And I decided I, I really loved the teaching that I was doing and let's give it a shot. So that was the, the initial motivation for it. Now I did pretty well that first year in business. I made 30 K my second year in business. I made 90 K that's a tripling my third year in business. I made 138. That was another chunk of change, another 50K there. Crossed that mythical six-figure mark, which was very exciting at the time. Uh, I'm, I'm, it's a big deal to do that. And I was at 138, and I could not work any harder, okay? I was already working, you know, crazy entrepreneur hours, 10, 12, 14, 16-hour days. And this one day, it wasn't, it wasn't a client-facing day. So I was sitting on the floor of my office. It was like 7 p.m. at night. I was in the clothes I had slept in. Now, not the pretty little silk thing that I sleep in now, but this was like the sweats with the ripped T-shirt and the dog hair all over it, okay? Like this was, this was the sort of grungy, you know, no one's going to see me look, okay? And it was 7 p.m. at night. My, my then husband called upstairs and was like, hey, you know, come on down for dinner. Dinner's ready. And I was like, okay, honey, I'll be right there. 45 minutes later. And I was like, I just need to get one more thing done. Okay. Entrepreneurs know that feeling, right? Just one more thing done. I mean, and he was like, Hey babe, I'm starting. He wasn't pissed. He wasn't angry, but I was like, this is unsustainable. 
Okay. Like I have been up since the crack of dawn. I'm still in the clothes that I've slept in, which means I hadn't showered. Okay. And I hadn't brushed my teeth. Like I cannot work any harder. Like if I want to double my income in my one strategy, which is what I had was work harder, like be a good person, work hard. Those were my two strategies. Okay. Like I couldn't, I couldn't get to where I wanted to go doing that just unsustainable. So I had to really look at success. Like what, what actually causes success? Cause there are causes to success. And I realized over the course of some study that I was not putting the right causes into effect. And it's not that hard work or diligent work isn't important. It is, but it's not the only thing. It won't get you to where you want to go alone. Okay. In and of itself, it'll get you to, to some level, but it's not going to, it's not going to get you to do that big quantum leap. It's not going to get you past the, the seven figures. And it wasn't getting me past that sort of 138 level. So that year I, I learned the universal laws of success. I learned exactly what I had to change in my own self image in order to be someone who did the things that were, were hard at the time and execute on them. And, and then I, then I really, I took off. And now that's what I teach people how to do, not just the tactical business strategies, which are super, super important, but are really only 20% of what it takes to, to have an effective, really high level income generating business. You, you actually also need this inner game piece, which I know so many people speak about mindset and inner game. So I know I'm not alone in that, but there's, there is a way to do this so much faster than you ever thought possible. And that's what I teach people how to do. That's the, the, the secret sauce when you combine those two things. So I'm sure our listeners are like, oh my God, I would definitely want to work with Mira. I want to literally grow my business in that rapid of a rate. Now, what does it look like to work with you? Uh, you know, how does that process and, and like, what does that look like? How do people get started? And what are some of the results that you give to your clients? Yeah. Well, the result is ultimate freedom. Okay. Not just the financial freedom. Let me tell you, the financial freedom feels great. I love not looking at the price tag of things. I love not comparison shopping. I love not having to go, do I do this or do I do that? Okay. Like, Okay, so this is going to sound totally elitist and snobby. Put it in a bubble here, okay? We're taking a, a whole group of women, small group of women, 12 women to Paris, and it's a next level uh, experience. And I'm looking at the best hotels. And one of them offered me a suite for myself, and it was $10,000 a night, okay? That I look at and I go, that's not good value for money for me. Like that's, you know, that's going to be, $70,000, I, I can have a great suite at 2000 or I can rent an apartment for that for the whole month of Paris. So it's not that I'm just like flip about money, but I love like walking into a store and just buying what I want and not looking at the, the price tag. So financial freedom is freaking awesome, right? Sending your kids to college, paying the mortgage, paying the rent without the worry, that is huge. But the freedom that comes from self-ownership, from knowing who you are and being unafraid to go forward in this world, 
like not being afraid of rejection, not being afraid of judgment, not wondering what other people are going to think, like owning yourself and owning your life. That's priceless. Okay. So I, I help my clients with both of those things. So then in terms of what that looks like, what's the framework? Um, we have a couple of different ways that people work with us. One of them is called the living room sessions. Those are intimate two-day retreats. And the next ones that are coming up in June are all on strategic planning. So we look at your business model and your plan for your business. And, and I do a lot of teaching on how to be strategic about it. And then we map out your plan and I do um, coaching of you. So everyone who's part of that leaves with really clarity on how to move forward. So we do these two-day sessions that obviously are in my living room as well. Um, so some, some people come in person and some people do that virtually, um, or digitally. Uh, and then we have something called the spirit of wealth and that's a mastermind and masterclass. And the next iteration of that is starting in July. So if people are interested in that, they should definitely reach out to us. That's a 12 month program where we really work on self-image, like remapping your belief structure so that you are the person who does the thing. And we work on your uh, goals and how to map out your business model, business plan. And then there's just incredible support to keep you accountable and an incredible community of women. We do retreats, photo shoots, all sorts of beautiful things that really allow you to scale your business and understand intellectually what it takes those spiritual laws, the universal laws, what it actually takes to grow your business. So those would be the two places that I would lead people initially. I love that. That sounds great. And if people are interested in getting contact with you and learning more, how do they do that? Okay. So there's a number of ways. One, we have a Facebook group. If you search Facebook for Be Unstoppable, that's our uh, Facebook group. And then if you go to our free stuff page on our website, it's called theunstoppablewoman.com slash free stuff. And you'll see all sorts of uh, free downloads there for you, our morning mindset club, our income breakthrough jumpstart. There's all sorts of things on there. And there's a consult button on there as well. Uh, I would also look on our uh, podcast. We have a great podcast and you can find the link to that on our free stuff page. Um, but on the podcast page, you'll find the link to the consult too. And if people are interested, they can just reach out to us and we'll, we'll see what's best for them. So that website page for the Unstoppable Woman Free Stuff, it's theunstoppablewoman.com backslash free stuff. Free stuff. You got it. Okay. You got that on. So those of you that are listening live on Facebook or YouTube, that link is on there for you guys to click that. So I have a one last question. This is kind of like a fun one. If you could be a superhero, what would your two superpowers be? Oh, well, the thing that just popped into my mind was like, it's seeing into someone. It's like seeing their truth, their essence, the truth of who they are and, and, and the full expression of that. I love that. Yeah. That's cool. And your second my second superpower. This is, this is I get, show, yeah. I got two. Okay, my second. Uh, well, it, it's activation. So one of the things that I I'm really good at is like zeroing in on exactly who a person is and what they truly want, and then helping them activate around that. Like like really like 
taking action. And when I say taking action quickly, I don't mean in that overwhelm overdrive kind of way. People get freaked out by that. Um, is it, is there work that has to be done? Yeah. I'm not going to BS you. Okay. But it can be so much easier than what you're imagining it to be like the, the, the complete overwhelm. So that activation quality. Yeah, that's fantastic. My two superpowers would be able to fly and to speak every other speak every language in the world because I would love to be able to go everywhere and communicate with everyone. But I love yours, you know, being able to have people take action. Um, you know, sometimes like with my clients, it's like I'm coaching them and helping them like create their marketing plan and they have to take actions in their business to like grow their products and upsells and downsells. And so I would love that superpower too. <laughs> So I want to thank you so much for being on. Um, all of you, be sure to subscribe, leave a review of this podcast. Um, if you love this episode with Amira, be sure to contact her on theunstoppablewoman.com or on the Be Unstoppable on her Facebook page. Thank you so much for being on here. You're so welcome. Thanks for having me. Great questions. Bye. Bye.